Um, hey guys, it's Alyssa. Oh. Fight the cat <laughs> on Batgirl the Oracle's second anniversary. That is awful. As I marvel at this new knife I got for Christmas. Yes. Oh, sharp. Gotham City, like any other large metropolis, abounds in girls of all shapes and sizes. Debutantes, nurses, stenographers, and librarians. Gotham City Library, Miss Gordon speaker. Lopez hair removal, this is Jose. Holy transformation. One minute, plain Barbara Gordon, librarian and Commissioner Gordon's daughter. And the next minute... Something new has been added. Batgirl, modeled after her idol, Batman. Holy apparition! No, Boy Wonder, I'm Batgirl. You are no longer alone, Cape Crusaders. It took me three years to track down the Jade Gato, and three more to figure out how to steal it. Funny, it only took me ten minutes to figure out how to snatch it back. No matter how you do it, crime doesn't pay girls.
Namaste. I am your host, Stella, and this is Batgirl to Oracle, the Barbara Gordon Podcast, episode 32, part one. I've decided to call it Wheel of Batgirls. We'll get to why it's called that. Uh, the second year, or the two-year anniversary show for December MMXI, the final month in 2011. Episode 32 is brought to you by this public service announcement. Hey, great treehouse. I built it in two days, and I didn't even follow any plans. Why waste time? Hold on! Whoa! Gotcha! Quick kick! I guess I was in too big of a hurry. Remember, anything worth doing is worth planning. If you don't plan... You're out on a limb. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Bad Girl to Oracle is also brought to you by MileHighComics.com, your new and collectible comic book store. Mile High Comics has an inventory of over 5 million comics from the gold, silver, bronze, and modern age, and over 100,000 trade paperbacks. If you're not into the vintage stock, Mile High Comics also has a subscription service called the New Issue Comics Express, offering a discounted price for comics ready to hit the shelves. Examples of the prices you may encounter are February's Batgirl number 7 and Birds of Prey number 7, both for $2.69. So if you're looking for vintage back issues or a great modern subscription service, be sure to check out milehighcomics.com. So it's been two years. I don't know if anyone really <laughs> saw the show going longer than a few weeks. But uh, to, to be with me on this momentous occasion are two of my dearest friends, Guy Joshua Bertoni. A few weeks? Man, you were a monthly show, so if you went a few weeks, that would be like really, really... Oh, that's true. That's that would true. be more. That would be more short-lived than uh, some other podcast I can think of, but I won't say out loud because those podcasters might be listening. I have no... Okay, I can only think... I, I have no idea which one you mean, so I'll just think about it. And my other dear friend... Donovan Morgan Grant. As seen in the pages of Birds of Prey. It's true. He always pops up in my comics. I never understand why. I'm kissing Black Canary and trying to kill her at the same time. It's, it's just yeah. another day at the office. Yep. His first comic oh, you appearance science, was... You. Oh, boy. His first comic <laughs> appearance was indeed Birds of Prey number one in... What volume would that be? Volume four? Um, oh, that's a good question. What, what volume? Um... Volume what if, three? Oh wait! Oh, hold on! Are we counting t- the mini? Yeah, because I'm wondering if we have to count the uh, like the minis that Chuck Dixon did. So would it be four? Like there was it's, a mini, and then Chuck Dixon started first run would be two, and then Gil Simone started run would be three. And this is four. There was a lot of one shots too, so yeah, I don't know like true. where you would even put the one shots in there. Yeah. Uh, Birds of Prey 2011. Birds so, of Prey Volume MMXI. It's true. So Donovan's uh, history, just like everyone else in the DC universe right now, is a little confused. But, you know, I, I don't normally do this, but I do have a character spotlight on somebody who actually really was important to uh, me this year and, and Batgirl to Oracle as well. So I just want to highlight uh, or spotlight, I guess, Dustin F. So bo- <laughs> born So mysterious on- that his last name is, is It's true. Ben. We don't even know what his... I know we knew his middle name at one point, but I totally forgot I should have written it down. Born on June 5th, 1986, Dustin F., like all of us, began with humble beginnings. Who could know that... (laughs) (laughs) Who would know that a man... 
I know. Who could know that a small boy in the town of Lockport, Illinois, would rise to be the great man he is today, graduating in 2004 from the Lockport Township High School East. He soon recognized his deep love for his country and his desire to do something more. Dustin joined the U.S. Army in 2005 and served his country well. Once his tour of duty was completed, Dustin heard another calling, one in the form of a dark knight. In 2008, Dustin began the BatmanUniverse.net, the premier Batman site. Dustin was no novice to editorials, as he had his start on TheExaminer.com, where he reviewed movies. Now, four years later, TBU has several podcasts running, continues to be updated daily with exclusive news surrounding our favorite Bat character, and has earned the respect of DC creators. Yes, from humble beginnings, Dustin F. has risen to become a well-respected veteran and creator. What a joy it is to call him friend. Now, you guys have worked with him probably longer than I have. Do you have any thoughts on this uh, enigmatic character we call Dustin or Batman from time to time? He's magic. It's true. Actually, it's, um, you know, this is true because of all the things that he was able to get us into at San Diego. Oh, San Diego and beyond. Like, yeah. you know, um, that Scott Snyder interview and, like, the scoops that he gets, the things that he knows. Um, I mean, Dustin is magic. He's, like, um, to this day, like, he gets information before anyone else can get it, before, like, the general public gets it. And, like, it still amazes me, and I think at least once a month, like, I will text Don, and I will say, oh my god, you do not realize how powerful Dustin is. It's, <laughs> like, I will call him, like, guess what Dustin did now? And, like, this is, this is not an exaggeration. This is not, like, an internet meme, like, oh, Dustin's powerful. This is, this is the truth. We were on a Skype call a few months ago, and, like, we're like, oh, we gotta go, Dustin's calling us, and people are like, oh, ha, 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 yeah, Dustin's calling you for his meeting, we're like, yeah, the meeting where he just reveals us that, like, DC talks about his podcast and their meetings, yes, that's what Dustin's doing, he's, uh, if I had the drive that he did, oh, if the, if the world had the drive that he did, it's, uh, I, I truly admire him for what he has put together and what he has been able to maintain. Dustin's Batman, and essentially that he he's dedicated himself to, like, providing content no matter what, and that's just kind of amazed everybody around him. So, Dustin is Batman, essentially. It's very true, and and I just owe him a lot. I mean, the reason I'm spotlighting him is because, you know, Batgirl to Oracle.net was kind of the big thing this year, and it would not have been made possible without Dustin, so I just owe him a lot. So thank you very much, sir. So, yeah, it's two years. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, I can think about a lot of things, but it's nice to gather from other people, like, thoughts. Do you have any favorite moments or anything from the show? Do you notice anything really big um, that changed from the first year? My favorite moment, yeah, uh, the protagonist of the current Batgirl series. <laughs> That's true. That is true, yeah. I was going to say that, like, my favorite moment thus far was... Uh, when you were reading out, not only were you reading out letters, but when you read out that that one letter that was complaining about oh the uh, about yeah. Batgirl kissing Robin. Yep. <laughs> I will never forget that. I was I was I was I was like listening to the show, and like when you when you were reading in those voices, and then like you were reading live, you're like, oh no, I'm not kidding. This is actually what's being read, and like my eyes just got wide, and like <laughs> I was, it was it was an experience. It was a a unique podcast experience that is unmatched by any other show and it just it just shows it just shows the value in your show and how how multifaceted it is and how unexpected it can be at times 
Yeah, I certainly, uh, I think normally I would definitely have cut something like that where I like messed up, but I just thought, you know, this really shows like it's really real and it shows my actual reaction to what is going on. And that happened the same time for um, the the Lori Elton letter that I got because once I got to the end, I was like, wait, are you being serious? This is from, and then I had to like read it again. So I do love those moments. They kind of catch you off guard and they're, they're fun to keep in there. I love, uh, I love shippers. Get over your own shipping bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know how that started now. I think that was just like a joke. Like, I wonder how far I can... But now people actually send in requests. I have like a queue that's waiting to go. And it is just fun to do a really, you know, quick 120-second segment on some random couple... And that's the thing um, that I think is the mark of a good podcast where, like, you know, it's these segments that show up organically. They're not, like, shoehorned in. Like, this was something that just was a surprise to everyone, developed naturally, and became a a runaway hit. And it's hilarious. It's one of the best parts about Back (laughs) of the Oracle. And I, I really can't think of another podcast that does anything like that. Yeah. I'm I'm slowly trying to weasel it into the Batman universe, though. <laughs> I would say slowly. I would, I would say almost immediately. <laughs> little by little. Yeah, and of course, uh, my um, favorite moments are certainly the the creator interviews that I'm blessedly able to get. You know, seeing Brian Q. Miller at San Diego was definitely a top moment of my life. I would say, uh, and then Chuck Dixon and Scott Beatty. You know. The writers of my favorite story, Back Row Year One, was just, it was so amazing. And they were so gracious because we had so many scheduling things that were just popping up. And it was just great that they really wanted to do it and, and were, were willing to do it. So That was a great interview. Actually, I actually am remembering that now. That was really, I actually got a speeding ticket because I was listening to that interview. <laughs> you were so excited that your, your foot was heavy on the pedal. I listened to that interview on my way to small claims court, and I won. And I think that if I had been listening to, you know, the Distinguished Competitions podcasts, I, my uh, court hearing would not have gone as well. Well, I'm glad that I could help you out in that manner. <laughs> or it was just the magic of Chuck Dixon and Scott Beatty. I wouldn't put it past. Oh, they're Chuck. they're they're magic, and they love you. Um, I saw Chuck Dixon at Free Comic Book Day, and I mentioned, oh yes, my friend Stella, who does the petition. She's like, oh yes, yes, I I know all about that petition. And uh, he gave Stella a call on my phone, but Stella was you know very busy, oh, couldn't no. couldn't answer. You know, I didn't she no. She had to play it cool. <laughs> she had to play it cool. You know, like. <laughs> She can't seem too available to the big wigs like Chuck. She, she thought it was one of us and just ignored oh the phone gosh. calls. But now I know. I guess if I ever want to go to Florida, I should go on free comic book day because I can see Chuck Dixon in live color. Chuck oh, yes. Dixon was supposed to show up at a con this weekend, but he got sick. Oh, no. I was very sad not to see him there. But if you live in this part of Florida, I was telling Dom this earlier. Like, if you live in this part of Florida and you're a comic book fan, you've, you've met Chuck Dixon at least once because he... He goes to all the local things. He's he's cool. He's very approachable. Oh, the the voices was a big thing this year. Like Don oh, said, yeah. uh, the guest stars like um, uh, Heather Glenn. She was on an episode of Back Row the Oracle. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Our friend Heather Glenn. Uh, San Diego memories. Oh, oh, here's um a new. Se- I can't believe we haven't mentioned this. My favorite, one of my favorite new segments of the year is you know fa- fan fiction spotlight. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about those, too. Bold. 
I mean, fly butter, grapes, my, you know, uh, yep. <laughs> weird, weird point of view uh, switches with Arthur the fan fiction. Yeah. yeah, the tragedy of Arthur Reed. We still have I yet mean, to do that PETA um, ad that we have. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Totally forgot well. about that one, yeah. Maybe maybe we'll do that one during one of the recording sessions for this. Oh, Stay tuned, folks. I mean, it's if someone had told me after listening to the first episode of Backworld the Oracle that like there will be an episode where you know Arthur Reed will commit suicide for some reason, I'd be like, "You're joking!" But it happened, and it was awesome. And I'm not just saying that because I was a part of that. That was awesome. <laughs> it is weird to think back, and and I was talking to Donovan about this as well because he just started his own podcast, The Next Dimension, a uh, Dragon Ball Z podcast. The little pimpage there, and uh, checks in the mail. <laughs> thanks. Just to think back to episode number one, and I swear it was probably only thirty minutes long, and now they've just kind of grown, and certainly better quality audio wise. I remember the heavy breathing issue or the wind issue I had, and. It just seems like, oh, so long ago that I did episode one. But I, I love it, and, you know, it's fun. And that's really the only time to keep going is if it's fun and I continue enjoying to produce it. And I'm certainly learning a lot, you know, about the different characters that I'm reading about. So it's great. And as far as I can tell, people enjoy it as well. So I, I would stop, I guess, if no one, no one was listening. I remember when I first listened to the uh, for very first episode a couple of years ago. I really can't remember. I can't believe it's two years ago, but um, yeah. I was in my car in the parking lot of Borders, rest in peace. And um, <laughs> which uh, yeah, this really was two years ago. But like, I was just like, I was I was eager to listen to this because of your perspective on on background and everything. But I was remembering your take on the Stephanie Brown books because I mean, you were reading it at first because Oracle was appearing in it, and like your perspective on everything that was going on was like really refreshing. And I was like, wow, this is something that I didn't expect to really be drawn into in terms of like that kind of aspect of the show. And that, that was like your back-and-forth perspectives between the old and the new was uh, an, uh, one of the first hooks that got me into the show like continuously. And it was just like, it, 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 it showed, like again, the versatility of background Oracle, it's something to be applauded for. You mentioned... Um borders closing down rest in peace what do you think how do you think barbara gordon felt that day i mean you know because she she was a librarian for a good part of her life is like i mean is how does how does she feel about kindles i mean because she was oracle so like is she is she pro kindle or you know anti is she sad about borders closing i Um, think she would be you know sad I, i can see barbara being like a really like uh physical per- like she really likes to have a book in her hand but at the same time you know she does love technology i think we do have to recognize that and it'd be great for her to to have like several hundred books with her on the go but to see something closed down that that is filled with these uh precious things that she's devoted her life to i think that would still be a tragedy to her she still hasn't spoken to bruce wayne since because he didn't give borders like a billion dollar bailout yeah <laughs> she says she sent him a piece of her hair. I blame you, Bruce Wayne. You, you, you. <laughs> He'd, she doesn't mean it, Master Bruce. Miss Gordon's delirious over the loss of borders. <laughs> it was over a Skype call, and like she just hung up her webcam. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess I, I, I guess that's enough of a trip down. Uh, down memory lane, I, I get a little uncomfortable and self-conscious. Like it's like, 
egotism talking about it for too long. So, but it's been it's been a good two years, and I'm very appreciative of all the support from from you two and Dustin and and all the fans out there. Certainly, so. we should we should take a page out of um, those DC books right before um, around the time. What crossover was it? Where like at the end of like each book, they showed like different flash forwards into the future. Do you remember that? They did it when all the Batman titles were ending. Like, the last issue of Nightwing and Robin had them. Oh. Was it Infinite Crisis? No. It was It, it was when Bruce... It was, like, after Batman R.I.P. Like, the last oh. issue of Robin had, like, flash-forwards and, like... So, here are some flash-forwards into things that we will... That you will see okay. in year three of BTO. Oh, boy. Dustin singing? <laughs> <laughs> Special guest star... Gail Simone. These aren't confirmed people. These are just uh, speculations and things that we have to live up to. So Dustin's going to sing. Gail Simone's going to come on. Shipper Spotlight on. Shipper Spotlight's going to grow to like a 20-minute segment. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shipper Spotlight's the Shipper Spotlight spinoff showcase. Oh, my gosh. Coasted by Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Douglas and Dustin together. Shipper? (laughs) (laughs) That'll be hard to happen. And a podcasting moment so raunchy, so unbelievable, you'll have to hear it to believe it. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's great. That's great. So that's what we have to live up to. There you go. Yeah. Pressure's on. I know that is. That's heavy pressure. Well, I'm really excited. I came up with this idea uh, for some sort of, and I mean, let's give credit where credit is due. I came up with this idea because of really Brad Douglas's idea uh, from Spider-Man Crawl Space. I was sitting there doing Spider Jeopardy, and Josh was the, I guess you could say you were the host, wouldn't you say? You were kind of the clue master. I was the, 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 back, the, the clue master, the baffler, the the snapper car. Yeah. The so, Mr. Sarcastic. Oh, my gosh. So as we were doing that, I did not win, by the way. I think I lost, actually. I think I had the lowest amount of points, but, you know, I won the first year, so it's okay. And uh, I just threw something random out, like, you'll have to make it up to me, Josh, when we do Backroll Trivia. And it was kind of a joke, but then I was like, wait, this could actually be a really good idea. So this is what, what we're talking about. So I guess in my own little fake fake uh, announcer voice, now it's time for Wheel of Batgirl. Oh my gosh. Test your might. It's a special trivia challenge that puts Stella, Josh, and Donovan, experts in the fields of Barbara Gordon, Stephanie Brown, and Cassandra Kane, respectively, to the test. Are we really experts? Will we lose all self-respect? Will you lose respect for us and our so-called knowledge? Who knows? <laughs> we will laugh. We will cry. We will scratch our brains. This is how it works. Each of us has a set of questions for one another. Stella has Cass Kane questions for Donovan. Donovan has Stephanie Brown questions for Josh. And Josh has, Lord help me, Bad's Gordon, <laughs> Bad's Gordon questions for me. The questions are organized by easy, medium, and hard, with one point for easy, two points for medium, and three points for hard questions. We will go through ten questions and see where the points fall. Are there any questions so far? We're all clear on the rules? Is there, is there, is there any turning back point? <laughs> I know, right? A die was thrown earlier this evening. 
And it was just like, <laughs> I really did. I went online and Googled. <laughs> a, a die was thrown earlier, and it was decided that Josh would answer questions first. Ooh. So it'll oh, go yeah. Josh, me, and then Donovan. And yeah. So are we it's, ready it's to go? It's only fitting since I've been the game master all these other times. <laughs> okay. I'm sitting, in my, I'm sitting in my thinking chair at, at, at this Denny's booth. <laughs> With your striped green sweater. I look down at my shirt. I'm like, is it striped and green? <laughs> so, we start right now, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, Joshua, yes. let's see what you got. Um, starting with a, a few easy questions. A few softballs, as it were. Uh, when Stephanie Brown was pregnant with her child, what did she end up naming it? A, Arthur, after her father. B, Robin. After Robin, C. Gordon after the commissioner, or D. She never named it as she immediately gave it up for adoption. Yeah, she didn't name it. She didn't want to know the gender. I remember that comic. Like, she has that nightmare where um, everyone's like after her baby, and the baby gets like tossed up in the air. She wakes up. Robin's like, "It's okay. Your childbirth is already finished. In fact, your baby's a wonderful." No, I don't want to know the gender. And she starts crying, saying that she's giving it away. So, so you we said do. C, Gordon? Yeah. Yeah, we do later find out it's a girl, though, uh, in war games. I forgot about that. All right, no, he's correct. Uh, no name, so that's Josh with one point. Yeah, one point, and I am keeping score. And I do have to say that another good thing about this game is that I'm certainly, I feel like everyone's going to learn a lot as well, because I don't know too much about, I know a little bit about Stephanie's backstory, but I haven't read, you know, all of the issues with her in it, which is something I definitely want to do. But see, like, now I'm going to be learning a lot more about about Steph, so that's great. So, yeah, we have Josh with one point. Okay. Edutainment. Yes. <laughs> Now it is my turn to answer a question. Oh, okay. Then it is my turn to ask a question, isn't it? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Um, I did not put these into easy, medium, and hard, so for the okay. sake of for the sake of fairness, I'm just going to pretend that they're all hard because it's like <laughs> oh we, well, no, like, well, no, no, because like who judges? If, who judge? To me, if it's an easy question, like the audience might think it's a hard question, so it's oh. like, oh, she should have gotten one point. She should have gotten three points instead of one, etc. So. Okay, this is um, this is actually a shipping-related question. Oh, here we go. How about that? Yeah. So, for all you Babs and Brew shippers out there... Um, <laughs> all three of you. The DC Animated Universe, I'm looking at you. Yeah, yeah, you know who you are. All you, all you sickos out there. Which one of these timelines that I'm about to mention did not involve a Babs and Brew's romantic attraction... Now, I say romantic attraction, meaning one of them was attracted to another, or etc. They didn't have to date. They just had to have the hots for each other. So, in which one of these realities did they not have any sort of relationship that wasn't platonic? Or it, it, Let me clear it up. You're picking the one where they didn't have feelings for each yeah, other. So okay. So, no shipping between the two. In, uh, in the Adam West continuity, in the DC Animated Universe continuity... In the zero hour continuity or in Earth Two continuity? Um, I'm going to go. Well, this is this is kind of a tough one. I'm going to go with uh, zero hour. Zero <laughs> hour, zero hour Batgirl. Oh, she and Batman did have something. No! <laughs> as far as I know, there was no Batgirl in Earth Two continuity, okay. so she couldn't have had the hops for 
Batman. I was thinking about uh, Thrill. D- is Thrill Killer just in Elseworlds? Is that we, yeah. that we just consider it, that a, some other? Okay. It, it is a con. I mean, you, you you would consider that a continuity, just not in continuity. But yeah, Earth Two. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's um, Batgirl is telling the our reality is Batman. She's like, oh, pretty soon you'll remember how things are, and then she like whispers oh, in his ear seductively, and how yeah. things are with us. And Batman looks at her like the heck and then she runs away crying betty brand style oh my gosh (laughs) betty brand poor poor babs okay so i have zero points starting off great uh don would you like easy medium or hard i did organize them or very hard there is a very hard also also i have a choice so yeah (laughs) you you Uh, should start with very hard (laughs) so we can do that lady shiva scenario we talked about during our (laughs) pre-recording i don't want to (laughs) die Um, points for the very hard. I'll I'll ask for a medium question. A medium. Okay. When Cassandra moves to Bloodhaven, or Bloodhaven, she follows (laughs) in Batman's footsteps by doing what? A. Brooding. B. Distancing herself from her loved ones. C. Making her own gadgets. Or D. Keeping a journal. That is a very good question. Hmm. So it's either it's either brooding, um, making her own gadgets, keeping a journal, or distancing herself from her loved ones. Yes. Um, which I think I got the order wrong, but um, mm, that that is a good question. I will say distancing herself from her loved ones. It's actually keeping a journal. I, uh, oh, She's, I thought she did yeah. that because of Doug Funny. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, she does start. Dear journal, I had a great day out with Dad today. With Patty, Patty Mannies. Mm. Which uh, I mean, I know which is just that word, but uh, oh boy, journal. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a good. I'm not good with uh, the issue numbers, which is why those are all in the hard category. But yeah, when she go after, you know her. her rendezvous with Tim, and she stays there for a little bit. She does end up writing, writing in a in a journal, which is very interesting for someone who didn't used to vocalize her thoughts really well. So Josh is the only one with a point. So we're, we're, I'm going to fix that right now because okay. he's making us look bad. <laughs> so yeah. round one, we we have Josh with one point, and uh, myself and Donovan have zero. I'm so I'm just going to close my eyes and po- pick at one with my finger. Uh, what color was Stephanie Brown's blonde hair? <laughs> sure it is. Okay, I'll, I'll say this one. Stephanie and Robin flirted for a while before getting together. What was the circumstances of their first kiss? Was it A, Spoiler got the drop on Robin and kissed him during patrol? B, Robin kissed Spoiler after escaping an armored truck buried under cement with the Clue Master? C, Tim and Stephanie shared a kiss after Robin vented her frustrations with his girlfriend Ariana? Or D, Stephanie kissed Robin in a fit of emotion after seeing her father hauled off to jail. Gotta love the ship. Okay, D sounds like something that could have happened, but I specifically remember B, which is the armored truck one. But I'm not sure if there was a D before the B. But I, I mean, I specifically remember like they were. It was Tim and Clue Master. They were running out of oxygen, and like he digs himself out, sees Stephanie, and immediately like kisses her. So, because I actually remember that happening, I'm going to go with B. Dang it, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, that was that was their very first kiss. I mean, they kissed 
uh, before they actually got together a couple. Well, they, she kissed him, but I remember was, final nights. They're like they're making out on the cover. Mm. Indeed. Is that a two point question? Would you say? Yeah, I, I, I would say so because it's it's not all that well known. So. Okay. If I could that, only get that kiss. <laughs> Do you think we should just make it easier and say that everything's worth one point? Uh, it's up to you. It's up to you. It simplifies things. Yeah, because I think I'm the only one. I mean, I'll still give you the option of easy, medium, or hard. Maybe it'll be just easier to one point, one point stuff. Okay. So Josh is at two now, and yeah. you and I are, are about to be at one. <laughs> I certainly hope so. Okay, bring it on. <laughs> okay, I got I to gotta ask the next question, correct? Indeed. Yes, sir. Okay. Let's see. Well, let, let, let's, let's go with an easy one. That'd be great. What is the name of Bab's brother from another timeline? Tony, James Jr. She was an only. She was actually an only child. Okay. When I say other timeline, I should specify what other yeah, timeline it is that, yeah, because because well, that could be tricky. So Batman and Robin. I'm, t- I'm, I'm talking about pre-crisis. Yeah, the Batman and Robin okay. timeline where okay. she didn't exist. No pre-crisis. Was it Tony, James Jr.? She was an only child pre-crisis or Roger. Uh, I'm going to go Tony. Very good. Yes. <laughs> it was in one of the book. Uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, one of the books we were going to read, I just had to think about Crisis, and I was like, uh, well, Crisis hasn't happened yet. So I actually thought it was Tony. Roger. <laughs> I would have gotten that wrong. Roger was, uh, Roger was her papa. Oh, that's right. Which, which is why I put his name in there. Yeah, Tony. He's, um, he's Batgirl's brother, as he tells us, before he burns all evidence. I know, right? Dear Babs, here's a tape that I will never send. Because I like to light it on fire. That reminds me of something Cassandra did. And speaking of Cassandra, do you, easy, medium, hard, or very hard? Uh, I have low self-esteem right now, so I want it easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. When Cassandra first meets people, before she could talk, how did she greet them? A, waves a peace sign. I'm sorry. A, gives a peace sign. B waves, C a fist bump, or D kicks them. I gotta know this. Um, I think I remember this. So gives a peace sign, waves, fist bump with someone, or kicks them. It wasn't a peace sign. Um. I'm not even sure she knew strictly sign language. I'm going to say fist bump just because that was her uh, uh, physical language. But I'm it not was, 100% yeah. sure. Nope, that's it. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Thank yes. God. I, rem- I remember the Legends of the Dark Knight issue where uh, she becomes Batgirl and where Batman like just takes the mantle away from Huntress. Like Everyone's waiting around in Clock Tower. And I think she fist bumps Asriel. And Asriel like, has this very confused look on his face. <laughs> And then Batman's I remember like, that. she's saying hello. <laughs> I know. So ending round two, we have Josh with two, and myself and Donovan, we both have one. Well, Josh is about to lose now. Someone asked him a hard question. Oh. <laughs> True or false? In Stephanie Brown's first appearance, she was wearing purple. This is where it gets tricky. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, if she wore purple as the spoiler, does that count? Um, I will. I will say that she. You first see Stephanie Brown in her civvies, in her civilian clothes. I know that you first see her in her civvies, but she's spoiler at the end of that issue. 
there's like a panel of the clue master and the gang talking and Stephanie's like on Indeed, the ledge. Yeah. So are, are we counting civvies or spoiler? I'm 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 not I'm meaning Stephanie Brown as in like the the care the, the person not not so much spoiler but the person. Okay, so I'm going to say false. I remember her wearing like white and black. It's been a while, but that's what I remember her wearing. She was actually wearing purple jeans. Oh, okay. Okay, there we go. And I remember is like is like when, when I was compiling the questions, several of her consecutive appearances and out, outside of her spoiler identity, she is wearing purple, which is weird. I remember, um, like, in that first, she's watching TV, I remember, and she looks significantly older. She does, actually. I, I see what you're talking about. I, and I think in that first arc that she was written, she was, like, imagined to be a much older person than she eventually was. And then when she became a love interest and character in Robin, um, they, like, because they never actually said her age. So it's not a retcon that she turned out to be, like, like the age that she was, but it was well, more ambiguous. Batman, I'm older than Robin. Why can't I come with you? Right, and I think that they wound up saying that she was a year older, but yeah, I think that she was meant to, like, she looks like she's a young woman in um, that uh, that panel where she's watching TV standing up. So that's wrong. <laughs> oh, yes. She's kind of like Huntress, though, because in Huntress's current minis, she's definitely always wearing purple, it seems. <laughs> it's like the, it's that's like true. the Power Rangers. Like... Oh, true. <laughs> We read you, Oracle. What is it? Oh, my gosh. Batman family. The putties are attacking Gotham Park. We're on our way. I've been watching so much Felicity, and it's funny whenever I see Amy Jo Johnson. (laughs) Is that right? Hmm. I need to start watching Felicity. (laughs) Writing writing breakup letters to to Tommy. (laughs) She does sing. She has a guitar, and she sings, and it's very interesting. Hmm. Well. For Tommy? Okay, yep. let's do it. Yeah. Hmm. Let's get this right or wrong. Oh, let's get it right or wrong. Okay. Before Dinah and Babs, you know, were, were the dynamic duo, before they were the birds of prey, Barbara actually previously tried to form a partnership, a birds of prey type thing, with somebody else, mm-hmm. and it failed. Yes, it did. It did. It it was um very very sad. Who was this um who was this other woman who could have been the second half of the Birds of Prey? Was it Diana Prince, the Wonder Woman? Was it that identity crisis crazy Supergirl, Linda Danvers, or was it the even more identity crisis crazy Donna Troy? Or now that I mention it, another identity crisis crazy person, Power Girl, it was AKA Power Girl, Mister Terrific's uh. Oh my buddy. gosh! Yeah. Yep, it was Power Girl. Girl. Um, I remember yeah. a mission went terribly wrong, and she was very upset at Barbara. She was, and in the Secret Files and Origins issue for Birds of Prey, uh, like when it shows her forming the team, she tries to call like Karen again, and like Karen like hangs up on her. Yeah. Like she's like, "I hope you can forgive yourself one day, Karen, just as you can forgive me, or something like that, or forgive me and forgive yourself." Yeah. Never. Point to, point to Stella. Yay! Is she is she the first other person to get a point? I got a point last time, I think. Yeah, so now we're, currently we are, well, you and I are tied, Josh, and then hopefully Donovan will be tied with us soon. I mean, hopefully, certainly. <laughs> certainly. If certainly. I could only get that kiss. Oh, my gosh. Okay, easy, medium, hard, or very hard? <laughs> uh, surprise me. <laughs> I want to see him tackle very hard. Yeah, me too. Just, just <laughs> I want, only I want. one. That'll be his tenth question. We'll go with uh, hard. I'm going to give you a hard. Is that okay? 
I, I have maybe no maybe it's too soon. Maybe it's. No, 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 you, you can do hard. I mean, I, no, I, I, I don't have, like it. Oh. I don't like it. We're gonna do a shipping question. Oh yes. When oh, I, got, <laughs> I, I bet's any easier. <laughs> when Cass and Babs go on vacation in Bunny oh, Woods, yeah. they encounter Superboy, and shipping ensues. Superboy gives a fake name. What was that fake name? Was it A. Cal K A L, B. Ken, C. Carl, or D. Connor? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I read that issue like literally a year ago. Um, I remember this one. Uh, you remember the answer? Yes. Um, I remember when the name when, when he said the name. I was, I was like, ha ha ha. Uh, I don't think it was Connor because I don't, I don't think at that time he was calling himself Connor. But I that that could be the answer. Um, Cal, I think, is a little too on the nose. Carl would be a reference to Carl Kiesel. What was the fourth one? Ken. Ken. I really hope it's not Connor because I don't think at the time that he was going by that name. But I, I really, I don't know when he started going by that name. Um, because that was around the time. I think Young Justice had started around that time. I'm not sure exactly when that, what year that issue came out. It could have been. Um, but then again, he could have been going by Connor. Um, I'm going to. Uh, this is a wrong answer. I'm going to say Cal. It was Carl. Carl. Uh, whenever Something he needed. Something you would never expect. <laughs> What, it, before Connor Kent, whenever he needed an alias, it was always I, what I remember in the '90s was that it was always like a variation of Carl, and I, I assumed at the time that it was a reference to Carl Kiesel, the guy who like created him and wrote his series for a while. That's what I thought too. Reminds me of that short movie, Llamas with Hats. Carl. At the end of round three, Josh has two, Stella has two, and Don has one. They know. Stop saying it. <laughs> Do you not want me to recap? <laughs> no, that's all right. I, I, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> um, okay, so it's Josh's turn now. Feel the pain. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, I'm going to give Josh a question that I don't think he'll... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be too mean to Josh. Um, I don't know. Be, be mean to me. I'm, 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 I'm ready. Okay. When Cassandra first trained Stephanie in the martial arts, how did Steph respond to the first day? She was so grateful. A, a that she, she was so grateful that she kissed Cass on the cheek. B she got the drop on Cass by punching her and knocking her out. C, oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> C she puked on Cass's boots, or D she passed out from the training. It's one of those last two. It definitely isn't the second one, despite what I tried to say in fight. <laughs> For those listeners who don't know, we, it, that, in George Berryman's Fight Club, I, I represented Stephanie Brown and Don Dick Cassandra Kane, and I actually made a, some argument for Stephanie that I, I, I completely didn't believe, but enough people believe that, like, the vote was close, wasn't it? Don't remind me. People, like, people like, changed their votes. I was like, oh, well, Stephanie Brown could, could surely knock out Cassandra Kane. No problem. <laughs> she snuck up on Batman in issue 50 of Robin, so she can sneak up on Cass with her invisible suit. Um, the puking thing sounds familiar, but it's like something that I'm not sure enough about that I would pick it. Passing out, it's... All right. 
The safe choice seems to be passing out, so I'm going to go with the safe choice. Never play it safe. She puked Never on Cass's play. boots. Ah, uh, okay. I remember that. There was always, and then there's all this puking in Young Justice, too. It's very random. Random things that happen when people throw up. Really? Well, yeah, because Sissy yelled at Batman, and then, like, she turns around and throws up. I think because it was, she was just, like, very, like, nerve-wracked after yelling. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I remember when she was talking to uh, Empress, and then she said, um, did you really, like, yell at the Justice League? She says, yep, and then I puked afterwards. Yeah. Josh has two still. Okay. Let's see. Mm-hmm. What was the name? of Bab's childhood friend who actually helped create the Batgirl identity with her post-crisis they reckoned it and eventually when Babs gave up being Batgirl she gave the cow to her but this person never did anything with it was it Marcy Macy Lacey or Catherine it was Marcy yes very good okay you ready Donovan N- yeah, n- yes <laughs> going to the easy Hopefully. <clears throat> After Batgirl's fight with Shiva, a follower of Shiva's wants to die honorably by the same hand that defeated Shiva. Does that make sense so far? Yes. Okay. Who fights this follower because Cassandra's kind of knocked out by that time? Is it A, spoiler, B, Robin, C, Babs, or D, Nightwing? The only reason I know this answer is because I actually have a question just like that. <laughs> just like, the irony just exploded. Um, it is, I forgot which letter it was, but it is spoiler. That it is, yes. All right. Oh, did, did you, you, you got the last question right, right? So let me put it up here. Yeah. So at the end of round four, we have Josh with two, Stella with three, and Don with two. Hooray! Okay. Who was the first superhero besides Robin that Stephanie flirted with on a mission? Green Arrow, Connor Hawk. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say A, Superman, B, Nightwing, C, Impulse, D, Green Arrow, Connor Hawk. Oh, and, there's no yeah. way I would have guessed Nightwing because, like, we've had, like, phone conversations. Like, when have Nightwing and Stephanie Brown interacted before, uh, before Batman Reborn? And, like, we couldn't figure it out. Indeed, so. And, and, and unless she was at one of his uh, training sessions with Asriel. <laughs> Can I also get a kiss? You betcha, you underage woman. You. Uh, good stuff. So, yeah, you got, you got that right. You're up to three now. Okay. Which one of Babs' parents died first in post-crisis? Um, because she's, you know, poor Babs, you know. She doesn't get lucky if... Sometimes parents die sings, you know, one at a time. Sometimes they die in pairs. Sometimes they don't die at all. So in which order? So who died first? Was it her dad, her mom, or did both of them, you know, die together? Or are they both still alive? Um, oh I'm going to say... I'm going to say it was her mom because it was later revealed that, hopefully I'm not mixing up timelines, that that Jim was indeed her father. <laughs> is, that, is that wrong? You said, like, was her father, so like I, did, I had to do the Darth the Vader Darth voice. Vader, yeah. um, Darth Vader breathing. Well, I had her... I had her um, 
her I guess her her first father or her non-legal her, whatever you would call the guy that thought he was her father in mind when I asked the question but the answer is yes um Babs's mother did die first um we were researching this because of uh recent developments in Batgirl we looked at the this week we we're looking at the history of Batgirl's like parentage I was like oh well maybe her her biological mom is still alive and then I reread that origin story and like yeah <laughs> they saw, like her drunk dad says over and over again Thelma she's dead Babs your mom she's dead dead she's dead there's no way that she's actually alive she's dead oh my gosh. we were talking about that as I was on my way to the dentist oh boy all because of background number four okay. yeah, yeah. okay Donovan let's see here hit me with your best shot and I'll get it wrong I hope not Cassandra, ready for this? Cassandra was the first Batgirl to A. Get a candle ceremony B. Know Batman's identity C. Receive her own Batcave Or D. Learn how to be a detective mm, Oh, this is, this is... I'm insulted this is too easy <laughs> That's why um, it's in the easy category <laughs> uh, I, I thought I was in the medium No, uh... Cass is the first Batgirl to get her own Batcave. Yes, sir. Oh, yes. So let's see. Yeah, at the end of five rounds, we have Josh with three, Stella with four, and Donovan with three as well. So you know this is Stella's show. She's winning. Oh, well, this hasn't been like... You make it sound like it's... uh, What is it called when you... Rigged? I don't know. It's not rigged show. But we're going to take a brief commercial break to tell you about Josh's Kickstarter campaign to help a young Star Wars loving fan with special needs to tell a story and uh it's it's a children's project called donovan and the dark side and no it's it's a different donovan than the one online now so take a listen here hello my name is stella and i'd like to introduce you to a special kid named donovan donovan will be turning nine this january he loves building things archery turtles and star wars sadly donovan faces some difficult struggles on a daily basis He's been diagnosed with Asperger's Syndrome, ADHD, and Bipolar Disorder. Every day, Donovan has to cope with disabilities and deal with the harsh judgment the outside world gives him. We are starting this Kickstarter campaign so that Donovan and his family can tell their story. Together, they would like to write a book called Donovan and the Dark Side. It will educate people on the disabilities from the perspective of Donovan himself. He will talk about the ways his disabilities affect his everyday life in a simple way only a kid could. The book is called Donovan and the Dark Side because Donovan is a big Star Wars fan, and he has used his love for Star Wars as a great coping tool for his problems. One of the central themes in Star Wars is the struggle one faces to stay away from the dark side. Donovan relates to this in a big way. The Jedi fight anger to keep from turning to the dark side, and Donovan's disability causes him to constantly be fighting his own anger. He compares his fighting to regain calmness during his bipolar tantrums to a Jedi trying not to turn to the dark side. In the book, Donovan will talk about different ways kids can cope with their disabilities, with the lessons he learned from Star Wars, as well as other creative methods he's come up with. We are asking for $2,000 so we could do a print and a digital edition of the book. Money will go towards things like designing the ebook edition, editing and publishing the print edition, and promoting the final copy. Any surplus of money received will go towards services for Donovan, such as museum trips, park memberships, and other needs. 
Thank you for watching this video and for donating whatever you can. Okay, we're back. <laughs> back for round six. Mm. Oh, it's, it, yes, me. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm going to ask one that, I, that, that involves uh, Ariana because I like her. For those of you uh, who listen to the commercial break who don't have a URL, just go to kickstarter.com and search for Donovan and the Dark Side. Right, and you can also go on my website and uh, oh yeah, I thank you for doing something that. up there as well. Yeah. Okay, I like the music in the background. <laughs> I know, right? Can you hear it? <laughs> not not so much, but I hear the melodies. This interesting. Stephanie was first introduced to Tim Drake, but not Robin. When a Ooh. they both attended Carl Rank's funeral. B when she followed Ariana and learned that Tim was Robin. C when she took off his mask while he was unconscious during their battle with the baffler, or D, she was never introduced to Tim separately from Robin. Define, like, introduced. Like, hi, I'm Tim Drake. Actually, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, because he, he, would, he would avoid her like the plague. He never wanted her, like... Well, he ran away from her at Carl Rank's funeral, much to the dismay of Ariana, which... If Stephanie hadn't shown up, to Ariana's funeral, Tim Drake would still have that TV that Jack Drake ripped out of the wall. <laughs> now, before, before I explain that to you, uh, I'll, I'll answer the question because it's going to be a huge tangent, but that actually makes sense. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that she was never introduced to them separately. Correct. Yeah. Because I remember Batman just being like, he's Tim Drake, by the way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Stephanie shows up at the funeral. As a result... Tim wants to get the heck out of there, which causes problems with him and Ariana. And she sees that, like, Tim's staring at a blonde. So Ariana decides to go blonde. Ariana going blonde attracts the attention of, like, some jock guy whose name I forget. And he almost does stuff to her. As opposed to, in, in reaction to him almost doing stuff to her, Ariana decides to put on a little nighty and, you know, try and do stuff with Tim. Tim says no. But Uncle Vari comes in, sees that, goes crazy, calls Jack Drake. Jack Drake grounds Tim and winds up, like, Destroying ripping Tim's it. TV out of the wall. All because Stephanie showed up to that uh, funeral. So if it wasn't all- Stephanie, Tim would still be watching TV. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's an issue of Robin, Stella, where, like, Jack Drake goes crazy and, like, rips this TV out of Tim's wall. He's he's scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's great fun. It's very, it is. Let's see. Before getting shot by the Joker, Babs, what was Babs going to do, like, at her day? Like, when she was going to get the door, Babs says, oh, it's Colleen, and we're on our way to, were they on their way to the library, to spin class, to yoga, or to the multiverse? What's awful is, (laughs) this is like the one story that I've been avoiding for so long, and now it's going to punish me. So it's spin class yoga. What is the the multiverse the, and something the, else? The or the library. Or the library. I know that you've read this because they reprinted that scene a million times, and also um, in that JMS story, uh, the Brave and the Bold one, they reprinted that scene, and I think Bab said the thing like, "Oh, it's Colleen, and we're on our way to." Oh boy, I'm kind of vacillating between the library and yoga. <laughs> I don't know if she would do spin class. She's more of like the... What is spin class? Uh, like a bike. Oh, okay. You're on a thing. Um... Oh, God. 
gosh. I'm I'm going to go with the library. Spin uh, spin class, not spin class. I was about to get my. (laughs) It was yoga. It was yoga. Shoot. Okay. (laughs) It's funny that you say shoot because that's exactly what happened. Oh. (laughs) And Babs never made it to yoga. Although, like. Maybe it'll be an issue of background. We're like Colleen finally finds her at her apartment. Like, where are you, Babs? You're like three years late for yoga. I've been looking all over for you. Oh my gosh. Colleen. What this, is my, Josh? this is my friend Alyssa. Ugh. Oh boy. Hey Colleen. Wanna help me fight the power with my new knife? Fight. And my wall? Okay. So I'm gonna give you two mediums and the rest are hard for you, uh, Donovan. Show no mercy. In issue fifty four. A cyborg known only as Project Mars attacks, forcing Cass to take a traumatic and life-altering trip to A. Gotham Police Department B. Gotham City Public Library C. Gotham Cemetery or D. The Gotham Sewers I I remember this because... I've talked about this issue with you and Josh, like on separate occasions, because it was it, the robot wasn't um, the big thing, but like how Oracle was reacting to uh, Cassandra's illiteracy was the big thing that shocked me. I'm going to say the library. That is correct. Hooray! It was it was one where like because uh, um, if you if you even if you plan to like, cover Cass at some point, it'll be a while down. Like. Uh, Cassandra needs some, something. Like she needs to read something to figure out how to beat the robot. And like Oracle's like screaming her, "Do do it before or the library is or is or the library is doomed." Like literally. And Cassandra's like, "I can't. You know I can't read." And then like Oracle says, "You can't read? How stupid are you?" And yeah. like hurts her feelings. Come to think of it, we're all tied up. She she probably was upset by about Borders closing if she reacted that way about the library. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. She probably like yelled at like called other people stupid too. Oh. She went to an empty borders and like you know cut a piece of her hair and taped it on the door. Oh boy! So after round six, we were all tied up with four. Excellent. This is this is a good game. This is yeah. This is fun. They're playing TikTok in the background. That's really um, funny. <laughs> I can't hear that song. I hear. <laughs> you go. Well, you have to ask him a question. Yeah. Oh, it was my go. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. I thought it was, oh, Josh. Oh, Josh. Oh, Josh. Okay. Forget I said anything. Um, okay. I, I wanted to say, which Batman supporting character first appeared alongside with Stephanie in Detective Comics issue 647? Was it A, Harold Allnut? B, Chandra Kinsolving? C, Ariana Dracinko? Or D, Armand Kroll? It must have been Kroll, because I, I I know like all three all those three other people did not appear in that. Well, okay. Harold was from like a Penguin story. Ariana's from Robin Three, and Chandra. I don't remember Chandra even being in that story because she was like she was introduced as Tim's dad's therapist before the one that he eventually wound up sleeping with and marrying, and who Alfred fell in love with. So. <laughs> Come to think of it, the Drakes can't get a physical therapist without someone in the Wayne household falling in love with him because Drake got Chandra and like Bruce fell in love with her, and then soon he gets Janet, and then Alfred, or not Janet, Dana, and then Alfred falls in love with her. They got it. 
So yeah, uh, crawl. Uh, correct, correct. Yeah. It's uh, he's he's running he's uh running for mayor, and like he actually is a mainstay '90s supporting Batman character for a few years until he dies in Legacy. So good job. Puts you at five. Okay. Babs revealed that she was actually a secret lawyer, meaning like, oh, she got out and got a law degree because she felt like it. What storyline did she reveal this in? Was it No Man's Land? Contagion? Bruce Wayne Murder or Fugitive? Or Nightfall? Uh, Bruce Wayne Murder or Fugitive. Yes. Good job. One of my favorite Barbara Gordon moments ever. It's literally like, like he says, like, Barbara, it's what are you doing? Not, yeah, nonchalant, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing was, like, she, like, had it in her pocket, like, oh, as a matter of fact, for this whole thing, <laughs> <laughs> I carry it with me everywhere. You never literally, know. When I, had, I had free time on my hands, and I decided to get a lot of you. Okay. Another shipper question. Yes. When Cassandra visits Connor Kent in Smallville, she seems to have a bond with an alien... And this is a true or false. I should start that off. This is true or false. When Cass- <laughs> when Cassandra visits Connor Kent in Smallville, she seems to have a bond with an alien because it was raised to kill all life on Earth. She seems to have a bond with an alien because, because it had... It was raised to kill all life on Earth, and, and she thought that... She, she bonded with it because she was an assassin. So true or False? False. It is, yeah, it's false because it's lonely and wants a friend. So she felt, she felt the same. Thing. Oh yeah, now because at first I was like, I don't remember that at all, but now I do. That I do. giant, yeah, that just kind of plopped down there. Yeah, that was a weird story. <laughs> it was a little strange. What's I remember Ma Kent like coming story. in and like she got like very uncomfortable. She's like, oh, you should have a talk with Jonathan about sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So after round seven, we are all tied up still at five now. Excellent. There can be only one. So we must. Lord of the Rings? Uh, Highlander. I watched it last night. It's a pretty he cuts off people's heads. Oh, yes. Um, so I'm going to cut off Josh, Josh's head right now. <laughs> nice transition. <laughs> um, speaking of that, um, who taught Stephanie to learn about. Who taught Stephanie the value of a life? And what story arc was it? And didn't did frame it like you know, like Stephanie isn't. At first, she's like, she doesn't see the value in not killing folks. At what point did she uh, decide to, to change her perspective? Was it taught by and in a Batman and Nightfall? C <laughs> no A Batman and Nightfall. B Impulse in the Return of Barry Allen. C. <laughs> <laughs> C, Robin and Final Night, or D, Alfred and Sins of You? I feel like there's an inside joke somewhere around there. Oh, no, there's no inside joke. I know that Stephanie wasn't in Return of Barry Allen because, like, she was such a minor character then. And just, like, the fact about Impulse, like, <laughs> at that point at that point in time, like, teaching anyone a life lesson. That's true. <laughs> Knowing what I know of him through Young Justice readings. You don't have a thought bubble about life lessons. That's true. I wonder what that would be like. <laughs> I'm at a chalkboard pointing. Oh, uh, well, Robin and Final Nights. Correct. It, it, could, it, it could only be that. You didn't think it was Alfred and Sins of Youth? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Th- I know Stephanie wasn't in Sins of Youth. Oh, at gosh. least, if she was, it was like a one-panel cameo or something. But I don't remember her being in it in any form. 
I read all of Sins of Youth in like a day. It took me five hours. <laughs> I remember that. I remember very, very little from Sins of Youth. I just pulled that <sighs> out of my butt. Tanya Moon died. Oh, yeah. And Connor was very upset. Yeah, but then Wonder, he kissed Wonder, Wonder Girl. Wonder Girl. Get back. And um, I remember there's like a scene where like Dick is still in the dough, but like Corey's like 15 or like 13 or something, and then like she kisses Dick and. Dick reacts like, whoa, illegal, jailbait. And then, like, she's like, call me princess, and, like, flies away in a huff. Oh, boy. And he goes over to Azrael's place, and she says, have a kiss? Sure. <laughs> and then Cyborg, like, his youth form had, like, a hoodie. <laughs> oh, he, he had that was, in the cartoon, I remember, like, when they first meet. He was in, he was in, like, a, his, that was back when he was in, like, the gold form, so, like, <laughs> that was funny. Here you go. I do, don't I? Okay. Which one of these jobs did Barbara never have? Was she never an assistant professor? Was she never the associate director of the humanities research development? Was she never a motivational speaker? Or never a travel agent? Oh my gosh. I thought this was... It's <laughs> like, yeah, she's definitely an assistant or associate professor. Oh my gosh. Associate Director of Human Research of Humanities Research Development, mm-hmm. Assistant Professor, Travel Agent, or Motivational Speaker. I'm going to say Motivational Speaker. Correct. She was never a motivational speaker. Okay. Travel no Agent was like her cover while she was Oracle. Right. Yeah. But I think I remember, like, at one point in the '90s, like she would, she was at like. That was actually her day job, like, as far as anyone knew, like, if her dad asked what she did, like, that this was a real company that was set up, and if you called the phone number, she answered as a travel agent. Okay. Uh, Previous to this, Donovan, we had uh, just mentioned Batman, or I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne, fugitive, murderer. In Bruce Wayne, fugitive, Mm -hmm. Cass Mm -hmm. is able to find evidence to help Bruce through... The exhumation, which means digging out the body, of Vesper Fairchild. What is this evidence? A. Hair follicles that do not not match Bruce's. B. Fingerprints on Vesper's arm. Again, not matching Bruce's. C. Evidence of a nerve strike and the bruise does not fit Bruce's hand. Or D. That the body is not really Vesper Fairchild. Well, I know for a fact that it's absolutely not C, so, and it's not A or B, so I'm going to go with, no, 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 let me get this straight. <laughs> it's not, it's not D, and it's not A or B. Uh, no such thing as hair follicles because Cassandra Kane doesn't know science, um, and, um, what are you talking about? Everyone knows Cassandra. <laughs> she read it in a book. It read it in a book. At the library. <laughs> when she was writing her journal with her dog Porkchop. <laughs> Cassandra Kane's a sheer journal. Today I dug up the ex. The, today I dug up the ex-girlfriend of Bruce Wayne. Oh boy, what a jam it was. Then Mister Ning came with one of his wacky gadgets. <laughs> the answer is um. She she could tell that Bruce Wayne didn't kill her because of the the imprint of his nerve strike. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. <laughs> so after round eight, we're still all tied up <laughs> with six. This must end soon. Okay, Josh. 
you're not gonna get this one, or at least I at least, oh, or wow. you might. When Cassandra Cain beat Shiva, a martial arts master went to fight to face the fighter and found Stephanie and said, "What followed from this? A, the master ended up beating Shiva. Oh no no, the master ended up beating Steph and leaving her for dead. B, Steph actually managed to beat the martial artist. C, Batman saved her, or D, Cassandra saved her." I remember this story, and I read it recently, and it was really good. Um, Cassandra didn't save her, because I remember Cassandra's, like, unconscious the whole issue, and, like, I think Stephanie, like, imagines Cassandra there, and um, turned out to just be, like, Cassandra's like, unconscious body again. I remember you saying you read this stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, Batman didn't... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that, that, that she beat him on her own. Somehow. Through, through, through luck, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Correct. Good job. Yeah, because Batman, because the whole point was like, like Batman was out of town. They had to send, like, Stephanie. And, well, I remember Barbara was like, no, don't do this. You will die. I <laughs> know. And Cass is, like, She's a like, non-motivational speaker to her. You can't even do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And then Stephanie said, don't worry, I'm not supposed to die until Leslie Tompkins kills me in war games. Oh my gosh. <laughs> nice. Uh, hey, soul sister. Sorry, that's in the background. Mulan Rouge? No, hey, soul sister. Oh. Okay. Oh, true. Which superhero did Babs want to be when she was growing up? When mm. she and Marcy were little girls, you know, and they would play superheroes. Mm-hmm. Babs wanted to be Green Lantern? Miss America, Wonder Woman, or Supergirl? I, I'm going to take a stab at this because I haven't read this uh, this particular special. I assume it, it, it happens in the 88 Batgirl special. Um, no, no it's, it's not in the special. It's in that Secret Origins book. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with Wonder Woman. Supergirl. No! Which, really? Uh, Supergirl didn't even exist then chronologically, but like they made they would like make up superheroes and there's like Babs like has a picture of like a brunette supergirl and says, I'm gonna be supergirl. I know you read that one because I was like gonna send it to you. You said, Nope, I got it. Yeah, I do have yeah, with Midnight or Hour Man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I was thinking like I remember her and Supergirl were like friends, so I was like, why would she want to grow up to be her? But that's interesting. Well, she gives her eulogy. She yeah. does. <laughs> Although, you know, there's a Supergirl eulogy every six months these days. She was the bestest Supergirl ever. And I, and I mean, and she will never be forgotten until she's retconned out of existence. <laughs> By everyone. I don't think Babs really had a relationship with the second Supergirl. I don't remember them, like, they didn't interact in the Peter David series that I can think of. Probably the next time that Batgirl Supergirl had a relationship was with Steph Brown and yeah. Right, Brian Q. Miller stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is really good. I okay, like- Donovan. <laughs> In what issue does Cassandra herself first use her name? Because remember she only likes to go by Batgirl. Oh crap. Yep. Detective Comics number five twenty eight. Batgirl number twelve. Batgirl number sixteen. Or Batgirl number twenty. Damn it all to hell. <laughs> Detective Comics 528, Batgirl number 12, Batgirl 16, or Batgirl 20? 
It's a tough one. That's why AI put all the numbered ones in the hard category. Well, I'm, I, I don't. Are you saying Cassandra herself, or is, she, is it the first time she's addressed as Cassandra? Um, no, it's that she uses her, like, a very specific thing happens where she has to go into uh, the watchtower, and it asks for, the, like, the security check, and she has to use her name. And that's the first time she's ever used her name on panel. Oh, my lord. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I remember this. Uh, you're, you're not helping. Because <laughs> 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 uh, I don't, I really don't remember this. Um, Tech 528. I'm wondering... It, yeah, 600 was during Murder of Fugitive. 528. She, she wouldn't even make her rating in 528. I don't imagine. Uh, or she could have been. Um, 12 was... I think that was around like the, the Shiva thing, but I think that was around like HDX7 or whatever. Maybe the, possibly before 12. Um, I don't think it was 12 then, okay. Not that early. 16. Uh, 16 and 20, I remember it was during the whole, it was like in between, uh, the, it was before the, de- the Shiva death fight, when she was like kind of like like running around. I'm going to take a complete and total like, like literally like, like covering my eyes and pressing the button, stab at it and say, issue 16. It is issue 12. Oh no! What what even happens in that issue? I remember Babs is away, and and Cassandra just has to. She has to. I don't remember like why she's away, but she just has to get into the watchtower. And of course, it's got these security protocols, and it asks for identification, and she says Cassandra. And I just took note because that was the first time that she used her own name. I completely forgot about. Did you, in in Stella, you got the last question right. No, I got it wrong. So Josh right now is in the lead with seven, and Don and I are tied with six at the end of round nine. All right, I'll, I'll fix this goat. <laughs> I'll yeah. fix this goat. Oh, boy. Let's see. Okay, Josh, get ready for this. In Spoiler's first appearance arc... She tried to kill her father how? A. She had him at gunpoint. B. She took one of Robin's batarangs and tried to stab him. C. She tried to strangle him with a chain. Or D. She was above killing and never tried to kill him. Oh, she 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 tried to strangle him with a chain because I remember Batman like gave this like really convincing speech, which like as a middle schooler I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Like I love how he's like. <laughs> If you kill Arthur Brown, he won't be the one that ruins your life. You will be the one that ruins your life. Yeah, yeah. And Robin was, like, on the ground, like, almost... <laughs> the police had to, like, shoot somebody, like, nine times to save him. Indeed. Uh, you were correct. I should have given you a different question. But uh, you are now at eight. And, um... Um, let's... I vote that we switch up the order for this, because... I want to finish off with my question... Uh, when we finish off Jeopardy, I think that my question should be the final one because of the because of the weight of it. Oh, Epicness. <laughs> oh yes. So how how are we going to switch? Or so should I just skip to Donovan? Skip to Donovan, then I will ask you your question. Yeah, that would be round nine. Wait, we're on round ten right now. I yeah. just I just asked, I just asked Josh a question. So okay, okay. So we Donovan, should be on round ten. So I guess this is the final question for you, Donovan. I can't win. No. 
At least we got the majority. Uh, I guess I'll send your. Ex- I'll, I'll save your extremely hard question for another time. You guys, as a bonus question. I could, yeah. Okay, the final one. Name five trainers that Cassandra has had at one point in her life. Five trainers. Oh, I guess throughout her life. Oh man. Four okay. are easy. One is kind of tricky. <laughs> uh, five trainers. We're talking about people who train her. Yeah. It's strictly martial arts or just anything? In any form. Okay. Let's go with that. Yeah. Batman. Mm-hmm. Kane, obviously. Yep. Oracle of Recovering? Yes. Shiva? Yes. And now here's the tricky one. Mm. <laughs> I can do this. Oh, oh man. Uh. Trainer, 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 trainer. I'm thinking, I'm thinking contemporary is not, and that's not the right way to go about it. Oh man. Oh man. Oh gosh. Trainer, 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 trainer. trainer. I can't. <laughs> oh, Someone man. closer to her age. I'll give you that hint. Someone closer to her age. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to refrain from asking hints because that's not fair. Um, closer to her age. I'm going oh, to go on a limb. Is it, uh, would the fifth one be counted as Tim? It is not. Damn. Onyx. Do you remember Onyx, the oh, metahuman? <laughs> I was thinking Stephanie, because, like, Stephanie was supposed to teach her how to read and, like, oh, teach her about yeah. boys. I guess we could have done that, yeah. So there you go. That was very close, though. Uh, I, that's not close enough. I feel so ashamed. <laughs> well, Onyx, was, I said it was a tricky one. I think that's the only reason why it made it a hard question. Uh, we got we to get, we get, we get do this again. This is a lot of fun. Okay. I'm um, saving my questions. Yeah. Yeah, I so, am too. So, so does Don have another one for me, or or, or does it go to the, the to me doing the last one now? I guess it's you doing. I guess so, right? Okay. This question. Um, <laughs> okay. This question. This question will be very special to some. You know, because here at Backroll the Oracle, and you know, on 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 the podcast that we do in general, we're not like we. Fans, you know, who've been listening to us for years, we, we, we do callbacks to our own continuity, you know, stuff that people appreciate, you know, like if you've been listening to Batgirl the Oracle or even to Stella for years, you know, like you'll find little jokes and stuff that, you know, continuity nods that you'll appreciate because you've been listening to us for a while. Oh this God. question is one of those continuity nods. Oh, great. <laughs> what if I don't remember my own continuity? Like, She's also been retconned several times. Yes. Yeah. In, St- in Stanley's run on The Amazing Spider-Man, how many thought balloons did Mary Jane oh. have total? <laughs> Number one, none. Number two, oh my gosh. only one. Number three, shippers. Number four, screw <laughs> you, Josh. <laughs> I hope she chooses three. Three wasn't an option. What's really awful is that I honestly do not remember the question. Like, I feel like I blocked it out emotionally. Like I just never wanted to hear it ever again. It was. Uh, it's either none, one, shippers, or screw you, Josh. Oh my gosh! In her first appearance, you say? 
No, and like in, in Stanley's entire run of Amazing Spider-Man, oh. did she have one thought balloon only, or no thought balloons throughout his entire run, or was it chippers, or screw oh. you, Josh? And I was thinking, okay, now that I have uh, thought balloons, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is coming back to me right now, and I'm gonna get it wrong again. <laughs> this is awful. Uh, so it's really between none and one. This is like full circle, because this was the first Jeopardy that we did together. And I honestly don't remember. Like, you don't know how traumatic that time was for me, and you're bringing it all back, and I just can't remember. Well, this this is your chance for redemption. None or one. This is is your one moment in time. This is your chance for your miracle cure, for you to date your physical therapist. She needs one more day. Yeah. This is your flashpoint. Your Amazon's attack. Amazon's attack. All these horrible stories that Josh is bringing up. (laughs) Or it will be an infinite crisis (laughs) of of thought balloons. Um, I'm going to go with one. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh! The silence. Are you serious? Did I get it wrong? Ladies and gentlemen. Did I get it wrong again? Was it two years ago oh my or more? Oh. It was like a year and a half Josh ago. Josh Bertoni and Stella did Jeopardy together. Stella got this question, and she failed. Okay. Two years later, re- upon research upon research, did Stella come out any better? I don't know. Yes, she did. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mary Jane's one thought balloon, which was oh. pierce my ears and call me drafty. Oh, thank goodness. That was awesome. I've redeemed myself. <laughs> Good job. Congratulations. Oh man. It's yeah, see, we 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 we've come full circle. This is this is redemption. This is yeah. a new beginning. Oh boy. So where does that leave us? I think Josh is the uh the crown prince of crime. Crime's the word. Crime <laughs> is the word. With the uh, right is it eight and then seven for me and six for Don? Yes, I begrudgingly. How, yeah, I think that's how they begrudgingly. I think that's but, how they. But we've all learned off. a lot. No, sir, yeah, I've learned a lot, especially about Stephanie too. And I, I've learned that Jack Drake just cannot hold on to a physical <laughs> therapist because they keep on, you know, the the men in the Wayne house will keep on falling in love with him. That thought never crossed my mind before tonight, and it's oh. uh, it's interesting to me now. And, and now I know that Stephanie's responsible for Tim Drake's broken TVs. Oh, if it wasn't for her, then everything. Uh, but the bonus question, I guess, um, for the extremely hard category, this is kind of going out for all those Latin Latin uh, lovers. What? In Batgirl 30, Legion of the Lost, the prologue takes place during the reign of which Roman emperor? And I give you a little hint, Agrippina. That should help you out. A, oh, Nero. <laughs> a, Nero. B, Augustus. C, Caligula, or D, Claudius? I have no bloody idea. <laughs> I'm going to say Claudius, because that sounds like a very, very Roman Emperor-esque name. Although, knowing Stella, these probably were all Roman Emperors. They were all Roman Emperors, but Claudius was indeed the correct answer. Oh! <laughs> I would have said Nero! <laughs> no! Snap. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh. I, hope I, sh- that- I should make you guys pay my bill that they're sending to me right now. 
Oh my gosh. How much did you pay for the ice cream? Too much. $300. Oh and a bathroom token. Oh, those bathroom tokens. I can't so imagine. So, we should do the other Batgirls next year. Uh, Betty Kane, Helena Bertinelli, and... Oh. Um, I don't think that there's any more Batgirls, actually. Yeah, and I still have, like, half my questions left, so there can definitely be a part two to this one, too. Yeah. But I, we, should de- we should definitely pick up where we left off, because this yeah, was... Yeah, it was fun, yeah. Kind of fun. Yeah. And it was great how each of us had, had uh, different different things. But you listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed and you learned as well. And uh, we're going to be back soon with, what is part next? I guess, the- yeah, part two, which I have entitled Shippers Galore. And we're going to be reviewing, I know, right? Batman Family number 11 and Batman Family number 12, as well as the modern Batgirl 3 Birds of Prey 3 and Hunches 3. A and wedding, then, a haircut, and a talking motorcycle? Whoa, I know, that's so random. I can't believe that. Uh, and then after that, we're going to have a special Batgirl to Oracle commentary on Babs' first appearance in Batman the Animated Series, Shadow and the Bat, Part 1 and 2. Remember, you can send any questions or comments to BatgirlToOracle at gmail.com. You can follow us or me uh, and Twitter at Batgirl to Oracle. You can follow me on Facebook. Continue to sign that petition. Once again, thanks to Mile High Comics for sponsoring Batgirl to Oracle, the Barbara Gordon podcast. And thanks to uh, my good friends, Josh and Don. We'll be back soon. But thanks for coming up with these questions and playing along. It was great fun. It was wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah, this was, this, this was fun. This was just what I needed tonight. <laughs> Poor Josh had, had not a good day today. <laughs> um, but until next time, would one of you like to say it? Fly on, Fly Babs on. lovers. <laughs> Fly there on, you go. balloon lovers. Oh, boy. Just plain Barbara Gordon masquerading for a lark as she rides into the night on her special Batgirl cycle. Who knows? Is the dynamic duo destined to become the triumphant trio? Only time will tell us more about this dazzling dare doll. Ah, I love a happy ending, don't you? Okay, Kevin, five points, so... Good job, Kevin. Once again, Stella, you've been left all alone uh, <laughs> by, by, by your internet fiancé. I forgot, you guys are internet engaged, so... I like to play hard to get. She likes to chase me. <laughs> yeah, you guys are kind of like, you know, the woods couple that way. Oh my goodness. goodness. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Mary Jane. Ooh. Kinky. (laughs) Oh my word. Okay. How many thought balloons did Mary Jane get during... Are you being serious right now? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I will translate that. <laughs> she did. It's a thought balloon number question. <laughs> it's multiple choice. And it was oh, one, two, three, four. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's one of the easier ones. Trust oh, me. bull. <laughs> you know, you know. There's trivia questions that are hard. There are trivia questions that are fun, and then there's trivia questions from a guy just being a. Okay. Well, 
this is really important because Mary Jane's character was not actually that fleshed out. So, was it she never got any thought balloons at all, or was it only one, or was it two? Um, did you did you say a, an issue number? Because I didn't hear it. Yeah, repeat, repeat the question. How many thought balloons did Mary Jane get? What during Stanley's run? The, the, oh. the first, which let's call that the first 100 issues, even though he came back afterwards after Roy Thomas filled in for a little bit. Wow. So, um, I'm going to say you said ne- Stan Lee or Steve Dick. Oh, well, that was okay. Stan Lee. Steve, Mary Jane, well, she was there, but she was always like hiding behind trees and flowers. <laughs> um, wow, this is hard. I'm going to say none. <sighs> She got one thought, singular thought balloon, and it was, oh. well, pierce my ears and call me drafty. He really misses her. And because it was dialogue that horrible, they didn't give Mary Jane any more thought balloons in the 60s at all. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're okay. an ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying from laughing. That was hilarious. Oh. Okay. So Jr. and I are tied. How many, now, huh? how many? How many thought balloons did the Black Fox have? No. <laughs> how many times are we gonna punch you in the nuts? <laughs> <laughs> so Jr. and I are tied now. Is that what's happening? I guess you are, but Brad, oh, you can do goodness. something about that. <clears throat> All right, Mary Jane. Okay, let's see if I if I can give Stella a question that doesn't make her want to punch me in the face. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take, um, screw me over some more for 100. (laughs) 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 There there are at least 20 people subscribed to this podcast that are going to cut that line out and just loop it. Oh, my (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. Yeah, and there's going to be, like, psycho music in the background. It's going to be great. I know know what I'm doing. (laughs) 